Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, which is, in my opinion, the break that every busy woman deserves, which, of course, is how this all started. I am uh, super excited. I'm always excited. Oh, there's my microphone. Um, <laughs> I am always excited for uh, all of my amazing guests, and I've been so fortunate that um, these are my friends. These are people that I uh, have the pleasure of having in my community. And Amanda Gabato and I have been friends for what feels like a, like a lifetime. And <laughs> I think it's only been a couple of years. And of course, we don't live anywhere near each other. And so that um, had been an issue. And so, uh, and I don't think it made a difference because no, I love you. And I, I'm super happy that you're here. And um, I remember that... Um, the day we had our first coffee chat. So we had met mm -hmm. at a conference and uh, online sort of digitally. And then we had that first, like, it was like a first date. <laughs> and, and I was all giddy and very excited. And it was one of those dates where I was just like, oh, I can <laughs> um, And I, I loved every minute of it. And from that point on, uh, I knew you were one of my people. So, so welcome and thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I feel a hundred percent the same way. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so as uh, you may know, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And originally when I started this gathering, uh, it was about having the opportunity to sort of take a break from all the newness and connect back to something that just felt like it had always been there, you know, community and connection and a sense of belonging and that um, people that reminded you that you were okay. And there's been an evolution. And, um, and then I re reached out to you. I don't even know. It feels like last week, it could have been yesterday. And, <laughs> and I, said, I texted and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm thinking because I, I just feel so... <laughs> that it's so important that we continue this conversation, um, not because of our current circumstance on the planet, but um, I think more importantly that this sort of microcosm of events has really ripped the bandaid off of um, something that many of us had sort of been pushing aside for a really long time, which was our, that we're really good at compartmentalizing Mm. And um, for a long time, I was like, I'm the master at that. And then I went through the stage like, um, I don't do that because that's bad. And then I'm like, okay, no, I still totally do that. Um, and what I thought were actually boundaries turned out to be more just <laughs> time frames that I stuck myself in and made it work for everybody because I still had some latent people pleasing that I had yet to address. And really, I feel like right now, um, having all of our roles literally on top of each other, we've been, like the, like I said, the Band-Aid's been ripped off and it's like, hello, there's some soreness here that we need to address. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm, I feel like, you know, like with many breakthroughs that are usually a little bit uncomfortable, I'm <laughs> excited to dig into this. And I messaged you and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I just, I just want to talk about this all the time. And I just want to scream it from the rooftops that this, there, we can look at this as an opportunity to really get clear on what's okay and what's not okay. Really get clear on where we're putting our time and actually how we're putting ourselves first. Because we're, I think we're really realizing that we can't do all of our roles simultaneously and still, and still self-care. And, right. Right. Like it, it, it's not happening. No. Send me, send me back this amazing video message. I love your video messages. I love when I'm deemed worthy of a video message because I know that you don't give them out freely. And no. 
and you were talking to me and I was laughing and talking to you like as if it was live. And anyway, it was, it was a good time. So the, the long and the short is I know that you, I know that you know what I'm talking about and that, um, for you in your world as digital consulting and a mom and all the other things that so many hats, um, it's all one hat, by the way, now I've decided it's like, it's like the cat in the hat hat, you know, the big tall one where it's all layered. I was just talking with a client this morning and saying, no, we're not multitasking and wearing different hats. Like it used to be okay. Now I'm wearing digital girl hat and I'm at home and the house is quiet, whatever. And now I'm mom hat. Oh no, not anymore. It is all full on layered. <laughs> yes. And, um, I, that's always been my goal. Like it, early in my journey, I read a book called Living the Undivided Life by a gentleman named Parker Palmer. And it was sort of, he, he writes often for educators. And at the time I was in education and it was very much this whole idea of being you first and then just doing things that, you know, sort of fall into roles, but aren't, it's not the roles that are defining you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I want that. I want that. <laughs> like bad. And and sort of made it this mission that I wanted to be able to, if if every person I've ever met in my entire life, no matter what I was doing, was in a room and I wasn't there, and they started talking about me to each other, they would each recognize the same person. Mm -hmm. That's a hundred percent the woman I know. Absolutely, that sounds like Dion. Oh, she would totally do that mom, entrepreneur, friend, daughter, you pick a role, any role, that it would all, the, the stories would resonate with each other. It wouldn't be the same experiences. They no, of course not. The same light, but they would be able to recognize me in all of that. And, and I think that, um, you know, we get complacent and I don't mean that accusingly. I, I'm looking inward here on mm -hmm. that. Um, and just like things are working, like it's totally working. I'm at home now. And so I have from nine until three and that's my work day. And that works great for me. I love it. I love because it. Because those boundaries were already created for us. We didn't have to work for those. No. And then, you know, everything just sort of, oh, my husband works nights. That's okay. Cause I do it. I, I go to bed early. So it's fine. It all works out. I get up early. It's fine. It all works out. And really, I mean, it's the, it, for me, it's like, was it chicken or the egg? Did I love those mm -hmm. things in life? Or do I love those things? Cause it's easy. And, or, you know, it's, it's, it's given me an opportunity to, to reflect a little bit more. And so Amanda, please do tell the world because this podcast is so global. And, <laughs> um, Will be. <laughs> yes. Um, a little bit about, you and your journey and the hats that went from multi to, <laughs> you know, cat in the hat styles and, um, and let us know a little bit more about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I, I need to start a little further back than, than where my head's at right now, because my head's at where that point in time in my life, um, when I feel like I lost myself completely, but I'm going to, we'll get back there and I'm going to take a little bit further behind there. Um, so like you, I was in education. Um, I was a kindergarten and music teacher. And so thank you for the dance party before this, because that was super fun. And if the whole house wasn't home and my husband wasn't below me having his own meeting, I would have been like literally belting out the tunes, not knowing the words necessarily, because I never know all the right words. Like I'm accused of that all the time, but I don't care. Right. So I was lip syncing. <laughs> But I really wanted to be singing because when I was a kindergarten teacher, I was, you know, I sang all day. Everything was a song. Everything. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I grew up um, in a household with a, a stay-at-home mom. She worked some, some jobs here and there. And um, she was a teacher prior to having kids and then became the stay-at-home mom. My dad was a teacher and turned into a superintendent. My grandparents were teachers. I came from a whole house full of educators. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, I always had educator in my blood. I do believe that, you know, it does run in, in bloodlines. And because of that, I think I never really pushed my boundaries or forced myself to think too much out of the box. I'm going to become a teacher. That's what I'm supposed to be. I love kids. Um, I want to be an elementary school teacher. I love having fun and singing and all the things. So that's what I did. Funny enough, my dad would always tell me stories about um, teachers 
who had left their teaching career and became these entrepreneur people. <laughs> and he told me these stories a lot. Like I remember, I don't remember the specifics of the stories, but I remember the themes. And I'm sure that somehow, whether it was a conscious or subconscious thing, I don't know. But at some level, he was wanting me to hear parts of those stories. And it never, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. It never really, you know, I, I always listened to those, the stories of those people and thought, wow, that sounds really magical, but I could never do that. I'm not a business person. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a teacher and I work with kids. That was the story that I had scripted for myself. And um, when I also had a dream that when I had my own children, I would be able to turn off the teacher hat and become a mom because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to do all the mom things. I wanted to go to all the, all the classes. I wanted to, you know, take my kids to school. I wanted to bake all the time and, and clean the house and do all the things. That was just something that I, I dreamt of doing. And so I took my two-year mat leave from teacher um, and, you know, we, my husband and I made the decision that I would leave my teaching career because basically they called me one day and said, it's either you come back or, or you retire. And I'm like, oh my gosh, retire? Like, what's that? Like, I'm not retiring, but okay, I'm going to just pause. So I left my teaching career without a plan B. And I wasn't scared at the time. I was uncertain and I had a lot of people questioning me, why are you leaving that job and the pension and the whole bit? But I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know what's next for me and maybe I'll go back, maybe I won't. But right now I wanna focus solely on being a mom. Well, Amanda doesn't do one thing very well. <laughs> Amanda does lots of things. And so I, um, I started up a blog and it is still in existence called multi-testing mommy and um well actually i started another blog but that's another story anyway <laughs> multi-testing mommy came into existence and um it was at a time when people didn't even know what blogs were um so they'd say well, you know what are you up to oh i've got a baby and a blog and there'd be a blog a what <laughs> is that a pet like <laughs> uh social media didn't exist none of it um but i've always been i don't know like tech savvy on the ball with what's going on with regards to computers and technology my dad as the superintendent of schools used to bring computers home and plunk them on his desk and not even know how to turn them on and then within five minutes i'd be doing like typing tutor and having it going and whatever and and he he'd look at me in awe and go what on earth right so it's just that natural innate skill i when i was in teachers college one of my focuses was technology um because it's just in it's literally just it's a gift it's a gift i was gifted with knowing how to use technology in, in the online space. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So became a mom, felt very lost, was at home. I had a really crazy birth and C-section and all that. So I was, I was at home, not able to go anywhere with my baby, somewhat bored because I was feeling in this single role, not really knowing what to do with myself. And so the blog helped me because I built a community of other like-minded moms across Canada. And um, it was a really, it was a really lovely escape from kind of the day-to-day -day life of, of being a mom. And I, um, I ended up meeting a lot of really amazing moms and entrepreneurs and, um, I worked with even large, large companies that started hopping on this bandwagon of, ooh, there's all these bloggers and they have stories to tell and they're authentic stories and they're sharing their lives and our product or our service goes along hand in hand with that so beautifully. So Amanda, will you please, you know, test out this product and share it with your family and share us, share all the stories and tell us all about it. And, um, so I started doing that more and more. I'm gonna pause the story and just backstep a tiny bit and share that I did get lost in motherhood. I lost myself completely. Like I didn't know who Amanda was. I knew I was a wife, I knew I was a mom, I was a daughter, a friend, all those things, but I really lost the essence of who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was on this planet other than to be a mom and I knew that there was more than that but I didn't know how to find it and thankfully it was through my blog that I was able to find who I was it took a number of 
a number of years, but I finally did find who I truly was. Um, the Amanda that is here today, who was lip syncing and going crazy and didn't have a care in the world what I looked like dancing, that's not the Amanda who grew up as a kid. Like I was shy, I was always looking, worried that people were looking at me. If I had to talk in front of people, I was a trembling, shaking, you know, nervous Nelly. And um, so it took a lot of work to get where I am today. Um, through my blog and working with the entrepreneurs, I'm a helper and I'm an educator. So of course, all these business owners are hopping their businesses online, they're creating websites and oh my gosh, what's this Facebook thing and Twitter and all the things. And um, I just helped everybody. I was a natural helper. And one day, um, somebody approached me who I was helping and she said, listen, I really, I need you to come on my team. I need your help and I need your support, like a paid position. I need you to work with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. What's this all about? Right. Um, up until that point, being a mom and being a blogger, that was my full-time gig. That's what I did. Um, through that work experience, I just started getting very busy in working and helping people, helping business owners with their online presence and their businesses and getting them you know, up and running and successful. And um, Digital Girl was born back then, but not officially because I had no time. <laughs> so I was, you know, balancing all the all the balls in the air, but I had no time to focus on me as a person or as a business owner. Um, eventually, I, I got into Norwex on the side as well, which is a direct sales company. And through that, I, I experienced a whole ton of personal growth. And I know you're a personal growth is your jam. It's your thing. And it is my jam and my thing now too. And, um, that's really what helped me kind of embrace the person that I knew was inside of me, but just didn't have the courage to, to come out and just to say, here I am world quirky and crazy and, you know, love me for who I am. Take me, leave me, whatever, you know, um, eventually um, I was wearing those three business hats plus the stay-at-home mom and eventually I kind of started to focus more in on digital girl because I knew I needed I needed to create a focus otherwise I was just literally going absolutely crazy um, and so that became my my pure focus and I did find the time to brand myself and <laughs> work a little bit on my business anyhow and uh, now here I am <laughs> How's that for a story? Did that describe it well enough? I don't know. I feel like I kind of took you on this winding road. <laughs> well, uh, yes, and uh, that's because the road is winding. And yes. <laughs> for that. And I, I heard some, some nuggets in there. So I found it fascinating. I always find it fascinating when I hear about um, how what I believe is our sort of higher self or uh, Martha Beck calls it your North star, you know, how the, uh, the, your true authentic self popped up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you had said that your capacity for technology was a gift, I wondered if you were sort of similar to me um, and to so many other women where things that come naturally aren't things that we give value. <laughs> right. And it takes us a long time to then be reminded and sometimes like have people go, hello, how can you not see this? Mm -hmm. That there are gifts that we are bringing, that we have to bring to the world. And just because they are easy or come more easily to us and where we don't feel like we had to work for them, doesn't mean they're not valuable. And we, we often... I, in my experience, we take these, uh, these sort of ideals uh, and personas that we are then gifted by the people around us of what we could or should do. And we try to navigate. And, you know, some of us who are like, no, no, I'm choosing. I'm totally choosing. No, we're not. Um, we're literally, you know, taking the, okay, so there's the mom thing and this is what a mom looks like and this is what a mom does. And so these are all the things that make a, make a mom. Here's the criteria, here's the list. And so I'm going to devote my time to being a mom, which means here's the list of things I do. And um, I'm, I'm like you, I jumped into entrepreneurial world with like, I have no idea about the business world. I, I don't mm -hmm. sell, I'm, I'm, I educate I, that has been my, I'm life. still not a salesperson, <laughs> right? And, right. That's just, yeah. I, I, yeah. 
No. But, here's, <laughs> but, it, but I look at that and go, I'm not the salesperson that I understood a salesperson to be. That's what I mean. That, right. And, but I, yeah. I've always felt like as an, as an educator, if I believe in something and I worked in education and adult education where I literally had to sell education, mm, I, had to, mm-hmm. I had to convince people in a way that this is what they, where they wanted to come because it wasn't mandated, you know, they were grownups here mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't hard to sell that and to be, to, to walk people through the process and talk about the benefits and get into their story and understand how, what I had could serve them. And, but I never saw that at sales. I was in education as I just did my job. Right. And, and, (laughs) and, and so that I think for me became part of my gift is being able to see how things can work out for someone if they can't see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I really loved, I wrote down here more than mom. And, um, I, I, you know, I was thinking about your story and, and I remember when I, when you first talked about how passionate you were about mom, being a mom and how important mm-hmm. that was to you as a, when you were young and growing up and then becoming a mom and, and how it's still very important to you. And, um, but then there was this moment that was like, well, this can't be all there is. Like, I, you know, you, you watched your mother do it, not knowing all the other things she did to fill her own cup. Right. Like right. The, the things that we don't perceive, we're just like, this Absolutely. is what mom and here's the criteria. Okay. So I've checked off these boxes. Now I'm, I'm bored AF here. Like what did I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, that's the thing is that I, I've always, um, from the time I was quite young, you know, I feel like I, when I do something, I go all in. Right. So when I became a mom, I had to go all in. I had to be the stay at home mom who was all in, who was not focused, you know, had her blinders on and and whatever. And like, I didn't leave my kids with my husband alone other than to maybe go to the grocery store. Like I didn't go to a girl's night out or whatever for a few years. Like I really, I went down a pretty scary path there for a while. And it was because I, I just, I took my role as a mom that seriously. No, like I have to be a mom 24 seven. I'm a mom now and I have to be a mom and that's my priority and my kids need me. And that's that. And there was this guilt that, um, even when I would blog, right. Even and that was, that was my me thing. That was my self care at that time. Right. It was yeah. that time that I would take to blog. Um, and it, I think my issue was that, that delicate dance of going back and forth where I loved my blog and my community so much that my kids would be playing, but yet sometimes I would want to be on my blog and not be playing with them or not be doing something for them. And it was this whole, like I, you know, that guilt and that whole, again, that whole dark and scary path that I went down for a while until again, luckily I kind of found my way out and carried on the winding path. Absolutely. I, for, I call that the shame storm when you're in the midst of doing something in one role and you feel like drawn, compelled, or start thinking about something in the other role. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's the anger, frustration, uh, resent, we'll call, all the feelings come up and all of a sudden mm-hmm. something happens and you're like, oh, that, that, where did that come from? Like, this isn't who I'm, what? It just can get really, I don't say overwhelming, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, there seems to be like a clash of roles. And I, again, I come back to this whole idea of when we, we set the criteria, personally set Mm -hmm. the criteria of what it means to be any of the roles in our lives. And you as an all in person, that means you need to be like killing it a hundred percent. Right. Like that there's no FNs or buts about it. So when it says, you know, at the bottom or in somewhere in the middle, it's like, you know, there's all these things that go along with mom. Um, you need to go see that. Thank you. Um, clash the rules right um, <laughs> yeah. um you know it's 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 not even fathomable that anything on that list could be delegated to another person because everything that you pull off the list means that you're less of that thing right and and it's as opposed to maybe what i think we're realizing now you know cat in the hat hat is it yeah it's okay it's okay to to add and it's okay to shift and remove and to to pick the criteria that feels most aligned with how you want to be today as Amanda. Yeah. Or even in that moment, not just today, like what I'm learning right now in this time is that like, it's, it's in that moment, like, right now my son opened my door too. I took a little look. I don't know if you noticed and I'm like, what the heck? Right. But again, in the, in this moment, I'm here and I'm with you, unless there's a crazy emergency that's happening, which there wasn't because he was smiling, (laughs) you know, no, I'm here. I am. 
you know, the thing that the other thing I want to mention too is, and this is what kind of helped me pull myself out of that path that I was going down. And it all, again, so grateful for my, my mentor in Norwax who helped kind of shine a huge light on this other path that was there that I could explore as well. And it was, you know, in many respects, I was doing my kids and my husband a disservice by always picking up those pieces, always being the person to solve all the problems, not allowing them to explore their other roles with each other and relying always on me. I'm getting goosebumps, even just saying it, right? Which tells me that it's, you know, that's yes. And, um, at first I thought, no, that that's just her uh, telling me that, you know, it's okay to be coming to these Norwex parties and it's okay to come out and do things that light you up and excite you. And don't worry, they're fine. They're fine. But then I realized the more time that that happened, the more empowered they felt and the more they grew together and independently and individually as well. And that was important. And it took, again, uh, a lot of different things to have light shone on them for me to kind of go, Oh, okay. This is okay. You know, and then to feel not guilty when I was doing those things to feel really good. Because then I also realized when I came back to them, I was that much, I don't know, stronger, happier because I'd filled my own personal bucket. My kids and my husband don't have to be the only things that fill my own personal bucket. Absolutely. And and you were definitely not alone in that um, that moment or that un, that sort of feeling of that externalized happiness, right? So I'm happy when, um, and I'll be happy if, and it's always about you know what's happening to the people around us and to the environment around us, and so we're just constantly trying to fix and do and 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 make everything work and put everything together and and um, and. And there's absolutely, I mean, it's, it's admirable. So many of us want to be of service and want to be supporters and, and helpers and caregivers. This is, these are all great things. It's that we get so lost in those identities that we forget that we have to be happy in order to be the best version of those things. And, um, and I, I know for me and for the, a lot of the women I work with, coming at your making your own happiness a priority, it, usually I come through the kids, right? So your kids will be better when you start to do this. Yeah. Like your family will be happier. Oh, my family will be happier? Oh, okay, I'll try it. I don't know if right. I trust you or if I believe <laughs> that to be true. Yes. I will try it. And then you do the whole, oh, well, I feel better. And they... They are better, right? But he's better. Oh, weird. It does work. And then you get to that point where you're like, I don't know how we did this before. <laughs> like, I it's so true. <laughs> you can't turn back. And Dion, I, I, I will remember. Oh my goodness. Like it clear as day. The first time that I went away for a weekend, um, it was the fall of 2014 and my son was born in 2008 my daughter was born in 2005. So it'd been a long time. <laughs> um, I went away to the, to Blue Mountain with my Norwex team and we went to the spa and it was just, oh my gosh. And I was full of emotion at that time. Um, again, because I was also going through my own kind of enlightening experience, but I was also emotional because I'd left, I'd left the kids and I'd left the family and whatever. And I remember, you know, worrying about them and thinking, oh my gosh, are they doing okay? But also again, enjoying, I fully immersed myself, you know, family was over back home. So I'm going to fully immerse myself where I am. And I had the time of my life. I felt on cloud nine and a and then some. And when I came home, <laughs> the kids were on the porch with <laughs> my husband and they'd cleaned out the garage. That was their big project that they decided to do, not because I told them to. And they found the big like gardening shears and, and shovels or whatever. So he, I guess my husband knew when I was going to be arriving home and they were on the porch with all the things like as a joke, right? <laughs> to say, haha, look what, look what daddy let us play with, whatever. <laughs> and they had like safety goggles on and helmets and it was just the funniest thing. And I remember in that moment, um, you know, thinking, okay, like they are okay and they're having fun and everything's okay. And here I am like, okay, so when can I go away again? <laughs> yeah. 
right? Like, you know, and, and so it became a more regular thing. And, um, we have to learn these things for ourselves, but like you said, often if we've gone down far enough into that path in our own world, it does take a mentor, a coach, a guide to shine that light for us and to have us trust them and hold their hand to say, it's going to be okay. Just try a few of these things and see the possibilities, you know? Absolutely. Um, I, I love that moment. I, it's interesting. So for me, I am a mom, love my children. Um, I had my children a little bit later in life. So my oldest daughter was born when I was 35. And um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the children person uh, growing up. And so I had the same experiences, but they're slightly shifted because for me, it was this idea of becoming a mom but having no idea of what that meant and not and really losing myself not to momness but to the vast unknown of who the hell am i now and i think right. that regardless of the uh the roles that we occupy or the ways in which we self-identify when there's a shift chosen or not um it's jarring if we haven't if we're not in the habit of being us first and I think that, you know, that moment I can appreciate for you in, in that, that experience. And, and I, you know, I remember snippets for myself of, and I can vividly remember those like almost like pinnacle transformational moments that almost felt like split seconds where I was like, that's the before and the after self right there. Right. Of, um, the me that is all of these things and people pleasing and perfect, feeling really disconnected from myself to that, to like Dion is a person and, and she's allowed to want things and <laughs> things, things that just make me happy for no yes. other reason than that they do right? Not because that they are going to be of value to anybody else. Right. That's right. And I think that when that, that for me is the moment that when you sort of cross that threshold, mm-hmm. it becomes this, Again, the, I've jokingly called it this before, depending on your age, the TSN turning point like that, you just like flip and it's the, that's the before times and these are the after times. And yes. um, but the, what I found really fascinating is I can pinpoint that moment and then I can tell you about the years that it was challenging to gain a foothold on that, um, on almost that, the decision. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's this, yes, this is what I want and And this is how every time I, these are the challenges I keep butting up against or that keep sort of showing up on my life because of this, maybe it's because of awareness or um, it's just that I'm not quite in the habit of putting myself first. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about, you know, so you've had that moment, you know, and building up to being able to make that shift to, um, to sort of maybe let go of some of the criteria and in a loving gifted way to be like, he can also do these things and I can do these things and everybody's still great. Um, But from that moment on, you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced or that you had to sort of work through to stay focused on being Amanda first? (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. It it wasn't this like, you know, that moment happened and then it was easy. (laughs) Right. stretch it was just I had seen the light and I knew what the light looked like and I knew what it felt like and I knew that I wanted more of that and so it 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 became um about intentionally surrounding myself with people I was gonna say like-minded people but I I don't people who were living in that same type of world, but yet who were just one step ahead of me in the sense that they, they, they were more convinced than I already had started to become to um, look to them for, for encouragement and support and, you know, for, for people to 
say to me, no, 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 you really come. You're, you're not coming to that. Yeah, you know, no, no, you need to come. Right. Like I, <laughs> I needed kind of those people in my life and I knew that about myself. So it's about having that self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lost the question you asked. So I've gone down this. <laughs> it was, it was just like, what are some of the challenges that you faced? And to, and I think you, you did challenges. Okay. So, it's you know, like my inner voice, right? It was, it was that like, it would every once in a while come up and maybe it was because I had two events to go to in a week instead of just one. And it's like, Oh shoot. Well now it's two and like second guessing myself. Um, I was raised as a second guesser to always, you know, like doubt, <laughs> are you sure that's what you want? And so I, um, that inner voice is, I think was the biggest challenge and roadblock that I had to overcome. And now again, don't get me wrong. It comes back, but or and, <laughs> and I now have the tools in my toolbox to talk myself through that and to guide myself through that without allowing that voice to become bigger than, than what it really is. Absolutely. And, um, I think, you know, uh, so my inner voice, her name is Bertha. Yes. And yes, I, I think we've talked about this and, uh, that for me was definitely one of the biggest pieces, partly because I didn't realize how loud she was. Hmm. Until right, I think that you know, for so much of my pre-enlightenment days, it was the only voice there was, and so mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a distinction. Like, did I right. didn't? And so, in those early times, I really just assumed that that was truth, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it as that's not that's not how I want things to be, right? Because again, right. going back to. I didn't really always know that I was allowed to want things. And so when the, when Bertha would start talking about what I couldn't have and what I shouldn't have and I, how I shouldn't feel this and I shouldn't do that, I would be like, Oh, you're, well, you're right. It's just, you know, and mm-hmm. then, um, so for me, the challenge was um, acknowledging that it, ex- that she existed mm-hmm. and then the journey of building a relationship with her that I could work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I talk a lot about, and I've been thinking a lot about inner critic and, and a lot of the stuff you see out there is about, you know, turning it off and shutting it up and making it go away. And I'm like, biologically, your inner critic lives there for a reason. And evolutionary wise, it's not going anywhere. So no. wouldn't it just make more sense to treat your inner critic, Bertha, in the same way you treat any individual who has an opposing opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we or like your that. fears, right? Don't suppress yeah. them, meet them and, and yes. acknowledge them and feel them and then learn how to move forward. Exactly. And I'm a big fan of, you know, if, if you're, if the voice in your head is kind of like another entity with its own set of values that it's running by, which I truly believe that they are, then just listen for half a, just listen and be mm-hmm. like, Hey, I heard you. Usually, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's usually what people are looking for is, <laughs> you have been heard. Yes. And, yes. People want and, to be heard. Of course. Right. Yeah. And, and it is part of us. And when we listen and take the time to not discount or, or shun or disconnect from, we can learn a few things and maybe go, oh, that's an interesting point of view. Um, and I see where it's coming from. And I also see how it's not taking me forward. So thank you. And no, thank you. And mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I, like I said, so for me, that was the, my biggest sort of ongoing challenge. And I'm sure like you, it's, she's, she's not gone. She's just, it's just a different relationship. And like you, I, I think that it's about acquiring those tools. And sometimes the tools are people, right? The, yeah. The oh, absolutely. Right? Yep. There's strategies, they're people, they're um, also language that we use as a tool and what we choose to focus on is a tool. And, you know, there's so many different pieces that we can put together. And I love how you, said that you, you know, you pulled in the people that it's not about being like-minded. It's just that they were sort of living in, in, in essentially in a way that you were like, there's the desire, like I see that what they're doing and you yeah. know, I don't it gave me hope, that. right? Yeah. It, yeah. It gave me hope and I could see what it would be like if I only took that next step forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, now in these interesting, um, Again, I, I keep thinking this idea of like 
microscope. Like it feels like my life is just like I'm looking at the whole thing the, at the exact same time. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just would like to just like a, look at a, one little pinhole of my mm-hmm. life. And nope, there's the whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in my head? <laughs> so so I'm, I'm always curious about the tools that people have acquired and amassed over time and then how um, and which ones we turn to when hmm. we are, are sort of pushed back into our more knee-jerk reactions when it comes to like crisis and 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 managing you know upheaval um, mm-hmm. because a lot of the tools we have are really great when we're when we're grounded we're like, yeah when we're going along and everything's smooth and like yeah i know i do this I, and this and oh yes yes <laughs> when when it's like all hands on deck and all the hands are yours um, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else's. <laughs> so what what uh what would you say are some of the core pieces you were leaning on to get you again, we're a month in now, get you to a place where you're like, I am okay. And yes, I can make and, and I can build my cat I love this analogy, build my cat. <laughs> I'm so going to make a post about that. (laughs) Um, Yes. Okay. So, you know, when it first hit us, it was almost like you're in denial and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is okay, whatever, you know, and then you're a few days in or a weekend or however long and it kind of hits you and you go, holy crap, like we're in this and oh my goodness. And life is, you know, taking me sideways and left, right and center all at once. Um, it was in that moment when I started to lose my my routines of when I was feeling grounded, right? So it, it didn't happen immediately. Um, I think partly because for me, work ramped up really fast because there were all these people scrambling going, oh my gosh, I need to fix my website. I need to change this on my website. I need help. I need to get on Instagram to spread my message. I need to offer these free offerings online, but I don't know how. Blah, 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 blah. So I was so immersed in that with everything else that I didn't have time to even let go of whatever this my old normal was and and transition but when it kind of hit me I did lose my routine there for a while and again it's about that self-awareness in the sense that so first of all I got really tired really tired and part of it was just I was I had overworked for the first couple of weeks but part of it too was a whole energetic thing too right going on and I know many people are going through that as well and so I, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an early riser. My husband's alarm goes off at 4:30 in the morning and I, I, I am proud and excited that I wake up, usually get going at about five o'clock and I start my morning routine and everything. Well, I was so tired. I couldn't do that anymore. I'm like, I can't function if I'm going to force myself out of bed at 5 a.m. So the first thing I started to do was acknowledge that and then sleep (laughs) and just sleep until I got woken up, which usually was around seven. So like this was, again, a whole new thing. Well, at seven o'clock, then I had potentially a hungry child that needed me and a husband who was working in the kitchen who had a meeting coming up at 7.30 and I had to scramble. And so my morning routine, all the things, my meditation, my um, personal growth work, my journaling, my bullet journal, all those things went out the window because I didn't have time in that space for them. And I tried to layer them in throughout my day, but it just wasn't the same. So it took another week or so of, of I don't know, my timeline's totally screwed up, but a couple days, I don't know how long, when I went, oh my gosh, like I'm missing my routine. I'm missing that. I need to figure out, ah, I didn't know that that's the muggy word. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yes, that was intentional this morning. <laughs> um, it took me a, a few days, whatever, to realize, okay, I need to like pause and go, I need these things back in my life. And so I started, um, you know, a, 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 a daily meditation with somebody who was doing it in a Facebook group every single day, showing up at the same time every day. Luckily it started at seven. And um, so that was a good time because I was sleeping until around then. And that got me um, started back into that routine. And so it was about finding something that kind of lit me up and I was excited to, and something that was going to hold me accountable. Um, even though they weren't holding me accountable, right? Like they weren't going to say anything if I didn't show up, but it was something I created internally. And from that, I then built back in my bullet journal every day and my, my gratitude. I, I've always continued, never stopped gratitude up here, but like writing it down and making it more of a specific practice. Um, 
and my Tai Chi, um, you know, that left for a, a tiny bit of time too. And, and, and as soon as it's, a, again, it's almost like that feeling of hope. And when you start getting back into that routine, it's like, ah, I can breathe again. Oh, and it, it doesn't have to be the same length that it was like, there were mornings prior to all this, like I do all that for two hours. Um, and just fully immerse in it. Now I can't necessarily do that, but that's okay, right? That's okay because we all have to tweak and pivot and adjust our schedules, whatever those are anymore. Yeah. I, I, I think it's an important thing to note and I, I, I will continue to say this, the experience that we're sharing, the experience we're each uniquely experiencing it, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. You know, you know, for some, and, and, you know, the range from, you know, emergency services to, you know, individual who is in their home and, and ill and, and can't leave, right? Like just that sort of extreme and everything in between the people who got busier, the people who uh, got laid off, you know, ev- all the things. Yeah. And I think what's unifying is this idea of um, the newness and the shift in, in, from routine to mm-hmm. you got to be on now. So mm-hmm. you went into work mode, all things you are excellent at, gifted even, if you will. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, and this is your business. Like this is what we desire to be busy and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And yet it, it, the um, having to be fully using all of your bandwidth to all these new experiences, not let alone the fact that your family was home in a different way. And, mm-hmm. you know, now, and, and we're thinking about things differently, like grocery shopping, and <laughs> connecting with people, right? And um, yes. so everything is, even the things that are normal or common are now still new. That's and, correct. Um, and I like you, I, I like you. I, Thank you. I like you too. Hi. <laughs> comma, like you, um, <laughs> am, am a firm believer of sort of just, just tiptoeing, like, you know, one toe back in reconnecting to one thing and, mm. and, and sort of using that as a bit of an anchor to then connect to the next thing. So correct finding for you, it was meditation. Um, mm. like again, like you, uh, my routine from getting up really early, 4.30-ish, um, all of a sudden it was like 6 and mm-hmm. 6.30, which for many is still very early, but that was yes. of, of me time that, that didn't exist anymore. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I had to reestablish by just, just going gonna to like locate the one thing that, I, that mm. pops up as the thing that I absolutely would like to just, I want to pull that back. right now and and, creating habits it's how you create habits whether you have never had that habit before or whether it's something that you've had but has gone away it's yes it's like baby steps into it for sure and you know what the neat thing that's happened with me and again it could be layered effects here but um as I said, I was sleeping till around seven magically and then was doing the meditation routine. And once I started getting on that, then I actually started craving setting my alarm for 6.30. I was like, right. whoa, right. something's changing. Okay, what's yeah. happening? And whether it was because, again, I was getting more sleep, a better better sleep maybe, who knows? It doesn't really matter. But it, it again, allowed me to um, – kind of slowly shift and and not funny enough today um my husband and I have both been up since 4 30 and, okay, and I'm going strong and drinking my coffee but I'm I'm going strong I just wanted to highlight because I think it's extremely important that we address the preamble to being able to get up earlier is the sleep oh so, yes my my clients right now you know the like, I'd like to reinstall the habits I had before. And I really want to, I know it's new, but I'd like to get back to a sense of normalcy where I mm. feel like I'm doing the things for me. And a hundred percent, those are all great things. Mm-hmm. Can't do it if your brain is fried. And your no. brain, and so even if you're not out there running marathons, you're exhausting yourself by having to concentrate on everything that's new. Again, your bandwidth can't handle the constant parade. Your, your of mental... Things your emotional, right? Like it, it just, I had a night, um, you probably, I'm not going to be surprised if you say, yeah, me too. Monday (laughs) night of this week, I was up all night, literally all night. And I, a whole bunch of conversations with a whole bunch of other people 
confirmed it wasn't just me. Anyways, um, the next day, so Tuesday, I was, I was an emotional wreck. Anything, like a couple things happened that weren't great things, um, but typically I would have been able to handle them differently. But because I was overtired, the tears, uncontrollable, and I just, and I, but the good thing is, is I knew, I, again, I stopped and I'm like, hold on a minute. I didn't sleep last night. So that's partly why I'm reacting the way I am, right? And remind myself of that. Okay, like I'm overtired. I'm not well rested. So therefore I just kind of need to just ride through the motions today and keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? <laughs> so I don't get myself into trouble. That is uh, amazing awareness. And so I have a question just sort of random. If this was you five years ago, no, let's hmm. even go back even further. And you had a crappy night's sleep because you're, you know, kids, we have kids. Oh, so it happened. Yep. Right. And, but the expectations we place on ourselves in the morning, I, back then, I, I would have expected to show up as exactly the same person, do exactly the same thing, behave the same way, feel the same way, the whole bit. Yeah. But and that's then, an unrealistic and then, expectation. And and but and then what we do inward, like again, talk oh, about the, the negative talk. Oh, yeah, for right. sure. Because you give yourself a hard time because you're not aware of the fact that, hold on a minute, the whole reason why I'm not able to handle what's coming at me the same way is because I don't have the biggest tool in my tool belt, which is a good night's sleep. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine who's a psychologist, she had said to me, she's like, you know, Dion, if everyone got a good night's sleep, half of my practice would disappear. Interesting. Yeah. Right. And I mean, obviously that's, that's just her, you know, yeah. conjecture. Um, but I think it's, it's a valid uh, component. And um, I think it's one thing, you know, there was, a, there is a lot of talk about uh, a lot of us going through the stages of grief and having to let go of, uh, of identities that once were in order to adopt this sort of new way of living. And I believe in that wholeheartedly and being mm -hmm. able to, um, I'm a firm believer that if you understand that you're in the process that gives you it can give you a light of hope no matter what stage you're in, knowing that you're, you're in something. You're not the yes. something. I'm not That's the right. angry person forever. I'm, no. I'm in the state of anger, and, and I know that I'm, I'm going that way. Like mm -hmm. I know there's a place to I don't know how long it'll take, but I know that I'm going that way. Yes. Um, and I think this other component <laughs> I think not enough people are talking about is you know, the sleep thing. And so if you, if you happen to be home, um, and you have the capacity for sleep, maybe not recognizing what it's doing for you, or maybe you are, but for those of us who are feeling that role overwhelm and trying to, again, still maintain the criteria of all the things, knowing that for, we, we were barely, I don't know, I really don't care how well you were doing it before. I'm going to say you weren't doing it well enough if right now you're overwhelmed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You weren't being able to uh, pull away and decipher which pieces of your roles aligned and which didn't yeah. if right now you feel like you have to do them all. Well, and I, it's interesting that this often happens to me, but like I had a, a client, a coaching client this morning and we were talking about exactly this and how in this time, because all of our roles seem to be one on top of another, um, it's very, easy for us to forget that we have we need to change our expectations of ourselves. and uh, the way this came up in the call this morning was i said you know go back to bare bare bones here go back to basics what are the three maybe five things that have to happen today before you go to bed and the rest of the things are all going to come and you might feel like oh i should be doing that i should be doing that. but no like stick to the the main things that have to happen and think about your priorities and if you know spending time with your kids is a priority then make that one of the half two things i need to spend you know time with <laughs> everything okay? <laughs> it's okay. Um, I need to spend time with my kids, you know, or, or do a special activity with them or whatever it is, but just have that list and acknowledge the fact that we can't live life the same way right now, that our lives are layered and that um, we really, it, it's just uh, going back to Bertha right? Like, because Bertha's going to come and talk to us when we, we can't do all the things, we can't be all of the things. Yeah. 
but acknowledging the fact that life has changed and maybe we can't be all the things the exact same way that we want to. So it's about prioritizing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and awesome. being okay, giving ourselves grace, being okay with the fact that we're not going to, you know, uh, bake the banana bread for the family tonight because we had other priorities going on or whatever, or we're not homeschooling the way that we, you know, uh, we're putting so many pressures on ourselves because we have all these things that have to get done or have to have happen. But yet we don't necessarily have the time in the day or the capacity to be able to serve a hundred percent in all of those, those roles and all those things. A hundred percent. And I think that that's actually a truth pre and post COVID. Like yes. I, and, and um, again, I come back to, this has been this interesting moment in time where we're just, you know, there's my analogy, rip the bandit up, but then we're looking at it going, huh? Okay. This and, it's and just all amplified. It's all happening amplified. at once, right? Exactly. It's like a big spotlight is going, whoosh, here it all is, Amanda, instead of you dealing with the, whoosh, here it is, Amanda, <laughs> right? You feel yeah. like, wah, and so yeah. that's where that overwhelm comes in, right? Yeah. And yeah. just, uh, this is my saying in life, do the best you can with the resources you have. Absolutely. At and, any given moment in time. Yep. And I, I would love to add a little caveat, a component to that is the resources you have today are not the same resources you will have tomorrow. You will have more tomorrow if you focus on today. Right. So, you know, I grew up in it in a, with the mindset that all resources are limited time, money, hmm. energy, everything is limited. So in order for to have one more in one area, you had to sacrifice another area. Mm -hmm. And what I've really come to learn is that, you know, it's, it, and it was very difficult to dream, even, you know, to even put things out because I, my dreams were, would be small because I couldn't fathom yeah. having more in all areas. Mm -hmm. And so now when I, I look at this idea of dreaming or even goal setting based on resources, I always have to include, and there will always be more, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the new environment I'm creating for myself tomorrow will, will, create resources you know mm -hmm. so we'll go against the laws of physics and say energy can be created um, <laughs> but that you know people will manifest and knowledge will will come to me and and things will expand and and that was a a huge thing and so i think now you know if we're looking at the world based on what we had before we're limiting ourselves to the potential of what we could be moving forward. And, and, and this idea of just sort of being here in the moment, prioritizing. And for me, I, you know, I prioritizing with your values in mind, yes. knowing that if, if what you do today is in alignment with how you want to show up in the world, you may have done two things, but you nailed it and you feel whole as a result. Mm -hmm. And as celebrate, a, take the time to celebrate those yeah. things that you did Absolutely. accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to I want to add that when I lost myself back in when I became a mother, I also somewhere probably a bit prior to that, I had full on lost the ability to dream, dream full on and didn't even realize it. Had no idea, right? The ability when you give yourself the power back to be able to dream and to be able to vision, your world just opens up. Yeah, right? And right? I think when we um when our identities are created by sort of this external representation, the roles that we have, it, they, can, they become these finite spaces of time. That's it, it, all there is. Like, so if I'm this, and this is what I do here, then, that's, then anything I want has to sit in here because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's I am the manager of blah, 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 or the owner of yada, yada, or the mom of so-and-so, um, we, everything that, becomes our life is sits inside that box mm -hmm. um, and and not until I think you, you know we get to that space where we become us first and then the our potential becomes limitless again and limitless and potential and and we can just fathom the idea of dreaming because there's no box around us anymore there's no, no yeah mom box or hat or you know I'm, I'm jumping all over analogies here today but um <laughs> but I think you get the idea that um, you know, strive to live outside the box. <laughs> exactly. but yeah. That 
you know, to put ourselves first, to make our happiness a priority and really listening intuitively to what lights us up. And, and in these moments right now, when we are, you know, facing a lot of unknown, just doing that day to day. So, you know, surrendering to the moment, go, yeah, today I will make banana bread because I feel like it and mm-hmm. or not, or, you know, I will cuddle with the kids and, and, or, or not. And, and, and just continue to, did I show up with integrity in alignment with my values? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a win because I know that by doing so opens the doors to resources when they're there, like when it's possible to sort of step outside this Absolutely. So if I go back to talking about, you know, me being present in the moment, here I am with you, even though there was like a big, huge crash in my son's room. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, is this what happened? She's building a fort, right? But again, I'm here with you. I'm aware of what's happening out there, but I am being, I'm being present and enjoying and feeling grounded in the moment and the experience that I'm having right now. And again, celebrating that, not worrying about the things that I'm missing out on or I'm not missing out on it, but you know what I'm saying? Like not worrying about what else is going on um, out there, what all the other people are doing, the comparison game, right? No, because, and, and social media is a huge um, issue right now. It always is, but I feel like that's amplified for people because um, you know, we're all posting all the things that we're thinking and doing and whatever. And it's, it's, it's again, this like microscope on this particular time with COVID and, um, you know, we are all different individual people and we always have been doing different things from one another, but yet because our world has kind of come and done this and everything is layered on top of one another, it's, it's become even more evident. Um, more people are, are opening their eyes and going, oh, well, that's what they're doing. That's what I should be doing. Cause we don't know what we're supposed to be doing because right. <laughs> right. this is unknown for us. Right. <laughs> it's, it's challenge. I said, there's a whole other layer. There's so many layers to the challenge of the, the online space. And that, you know, in, for those of us who are still trying to uh, business wise, put ourselves out there, mm-hmm. online is the only place you can go. And then there are days where I'm like, I can't be online today. Cause yep. it's just, you know, and it can get really like sucked in. And, um, I was saying to one of my guests the other day, I don't know what I'm looking for. Hmm. I don't, you know, I'm, and I'm, am I looking for validation of my own experience? Am I looking for, uh, uh, uh something to add if I'm, I, and, um, and so, you know, for me, it's about, I had to go back in and go, how do I want to show up today? You know, what does that mean to be showing up with integrity and, um, and yesterday, you know, I put out a whole, it felt like some really random posts. They were like, they covered the gamut of like my children to my husband, to my business, to my clients. And, but it was like, that's what I was feeling. And I, that's what I wanted to, yeah. to say. And, and, uh, and again, sort of going back to at the end of the day, did I show up the way that I wanted to show up in, authentically in, as you? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so that was it. So, oh my goodness, I have loved every second of this conversation. <laughs> Ah, I knew I would. I knew I would. And I knew when we were um, chatting, I'm going to guess it was last week and you're like, I want to talk now. I'm like, yeah, but, but not yet. Let's save it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we did. Um, so I, I, I value you, your experience, your knowledge, your, um, connections and, um, your, your grace and how, for those of us who are, you know, lucky enough to be part of your world, um, the, the gifts that you offer, it, it's much more than digital, although the digital is, is way up there. Um, what would you share with someone who is, you know, just experiencing this type of enlightenment or this type of sort of rawness maybe for the first time mm. or there, you know, so you're not talking about COVID times. You're just talking in general. In general. And it maybe, yeah. it might be amplified for them now. Mm. Um, but again, I think the knowledge and awareness that we're gaining through these experiences translate long past in, in well into um, a shift in, in um, our sense of self and sense of identity. So what yeah. would you offer as, I don't say advice, but as maybe as a guidepost for someone? Yeah, I think for me, and and I say this on a, on a personal and on a professional note. So whichever way you want it, whichever way it lands for you, um, and that is to to live every moment authentically as you, not for anybody else, right? 
not for your kids, not for your partner, not for your parents, not for your clients. Live authentically and in alignment with you. Stay grounded with who you are, what your core values are, and let those guide you along the way. And when you do that, you show up um, to other people authentically and to other people as someone who is in alignment and then whatever you have to offer again whether it's personal or professional it just it, it comes out in a in a a meaningful way that's meant to meant to happen beautiful and i agree wholeheartedly with that and, and thank you and um and thank you for modeling that for so many for and i know that you offer workshops and uh, seminars and groups and lives and all kinds of beautiful ways in which you um not only share that message but live that message so so thank you for that thank um, you what what do you have on the horizon what is coming up for you what are you how are you showing up in the world these days? <laughs> <laughs> Online. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I am, yeah, I am online a whole lot, but like you, I find myself, I need to take little breaks and I honor my, I honor that and I do it because it's important. So everybody make sure that you do put your phones down, turn off your devices and turn off the world sometimes. Um, what I have coming down the pipeline, um, well, I'm, I'm continuing social media think tank. That's been kind of my, my baby, right? Um, I was doing it in person and online, and now I just am solely doing it online. And it's, I, I love it when things just kind of, again, happen. It was already created for me. So it wasn't very hard to just go, okay, well now I'm just going to do everybody all online is all good. Um, and I'm, I'm working on something that uh, has, been, it's been coming down the pipeline for a very long time. But like I alluded to in the past or before earlier in this conversation, uh, focusing in on my clients is always my priority and time to work on my business, even though I do block out Amanda did digital girl days, um, I don't always get, you know, as much work as I would like to. I'm sure you can understand and appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I do have, a, I, I can't really give away too, too much yet. Um, I'm not quite ready to announce, but there is something very exciting coming along to um, provide, it's all online. It always was going to be online. So that, again, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. I feel very grateful for that, um, where I can create a uh, community and, and continue to support business owners with regards to um, growing their business, staying connected to their business and um, continuing um, bringing in new and aligned clients and nurturing them along their customer journey. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that uh, there's an uh, opportunity for anybody who wants to connect and learn more about digital, digital girl consulting awesome. and Amanda awesome. Botto and all the fabulous thank you thank you for being here with me today and for your you. honesty and your laughter and your energy i've i've absolutely loved i've loved it too thank you so much it's been an honor i've been very excited for this and the old amanda would have been a nervous wreck and would have lost a night's sleep last night but i slept like a baby last night until 4 30 this morning um and yeah no again when you live truly in alignment with yourself um and and you're so deeply connected and grounded with yourself there is nothing to be nervous about <laughs> right awesome yeah right. Woohoo! thank you Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>